Welcome to the 200% Life Podcast with Adam Hergenrother and Caitlin Frotland, where we bring you weekly insights into spiritual growth and business success. So here's a quote from Gary Zukav, who wrote The Seed of the Soul, and he is, I think Oprah has said, the most influential um, spiritual yeah. teacher that she's had in her life, and that she keeps a copy of this book on her bedside table. Um, so here's a quote from it. A spiritual partnership is a partnership between equals for the purpose of spiritual growth. Nothing like this archetype has existed before because nothing like it was required before in the human experience. And spiritual partnerships can be created in a biological family, they can be created among friends, they can be created in the workplace, they can be created anywhere that two or more individuals are committed to their own spiritual evolution and are striving to relate to each other as equals. So. What do you love about that? Um, oh gosh, so much. Um, so the idea of relationships just being a source where um, both people are working towards their growth and not for the betterment necessarily themselves, although that's part of it, but really for the collective whole. Um, I mean, I think when you're working on yourself, you also want to have the best impact you can have on others. And so it's like this shared mission of growing yourself to have a positive yeah. influence in the world. Yeah, I love that. You know, I think Gary has said this um, many times. And I know Oprah's iterated this comment, and I've heard it um, elsewhere. So I don't know if he was the original person that made the quota, but basically, it's like you know, you're all spiritual being having a minor physical experience, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like the, your starting position for any relationship that you have, which is we're all part of the same source, right? And I always like to think of it as like, you ever seen those Bunsen burners where yeah. it's like in each the flame comes up and it looks like an individual flame through the source but the, the the actual flame itself is all one source mm. i always think of us like that for some mm. reason that's an analogy that always pops in my head which is like there could be a hundred different little like circles that have individual flames but we're all part of the same flame just like a wave looks like it's separate from the ocean because oh people go, oh there's a wave people don't go oh there's the ocean yeah. They said, oh, there's a wave, but the wave is never not part of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Just like that flame is never not part of the whole source of the flame. It just depends on how deep you go. So that's why the starting off with this current, with the quote and just that, that concept of we're all a spiritual being, that's the depth, that's the, that's the, that's the, the, the water itself, right? The depth of the flame, a spiritual being having a minor physical experience. And then everyone has their own physical experience, right? Because we all are noticing something different. Just like each flame is hitting a different part of the pan itself, right? Does that make sense? Like each part, each part of the flame is having its own different experience of what it's doing, just like it is here, but it's all part of the same source. But just if you were to ask the flame itself, are you all part of everything? It goes, no, I'm part of my own little thing here until you turns around and looks and see that it's part of everything. So that's kind of how I always view uh, any partnership, but just when you're approaching it as, as from like your, how do you think about things that come into this? which is you're all part of the same source. I mean, even the universe, like everything's created it, or whatever, whatever it is, right? That's again, we said in our last episode, the earth could literally just be gone in a half a second and the universe itself would just, wouldn't even blink an eyelash. Like it would be like nothing happened. I mean, how many galaxies were like swollen up in the last hour? I mean, I don't really know the answer to that, but I know there's like, billions of galaxies or trillions of galaxies and billions of stars in each galaxy, yeah. right? I mean, that's where black holes come from is they're swallowing stars like every second, right? Yeah. We're getting the science of that, yeah. but like, that's what, so just to, to break off from that for a second, it's like, wow, so then relationships, yes, everyone looks a little different, right? But we're all, 
we talk a little different. It's part of the unique personality so that the same source in itself gets to experience different parts of itself. That's why we all look so different and, and act a little differently and have different things, but yet we're all part of the exact same source. It's like, it would literally being like, your right hand is not the same part of you as your left hand, mm. but your right hand is just as part of you as your left hand is. It's literally like, so two people are just like your right and left hand, even though having two wildly different experiences and physically they're separate from each other, you're still part of you who's experiencing this little flame here is part of, it would literally be like, like if you had two different gloves on and one was orange and one was red and the red one's like, I hate the color orange. And you're going, you're on the same body. You're just two different, they're going, no, I'm having two different experiences. I'm red and this is orange. And I don't really like orange, right? It's like, you're all still part of the same thing. And that's how, like, when you approach relationships, if you can always go deeper beyond the, the concept of the mind of, of how it starts to separate things so much and recognize that we're all here and we're all part. When people say, I used to confuse me when people say, we're all part of the same source. But as you get deeper, you realize that it's just, the source is what you are and how you're experiencing life. And that's the exact same way you are, which is the exact same way anybody listening to this is. You're just having your own individual experience. And then your personal self-concept that you created, which again, a self-concept is not real. It's a concept that's created by you and only you, by the way. Like I didn't create your self-concept, right? You created your self-concept and keeping it there. Then you pay attention to that. So that's why it feels like everything is so different because everyone has a different self-concept. <laughs> So the different ego that somebody has in your self-concept ego is the same thing, just different, con you know, different words. Everyone has a different one. So therefore you look at life differently and then think so differently because not every, no one could have the same experience as you did. No one could. And even if you're in the same room, you have a different, different things hit you differently based on the experience. So even if you're in the same room, the experience comes out and takes things differently. Just like this podcast, the, 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 anybody that's listening to this is if you put 10 people in a row and said, what'd you get from this podcast? Everyone will, will tend to slightly agree, but they hits them differently or different words say different things or the things they didn't like about it or the things they do like about it, which is the wild thing. So a, 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 a partnership in itself in life has to first start by understanding the basis of who, who you are and who is the other person sitting there. And so therefore it gives you more compassion to enter into the person is not making life so much about you. Reminds me, I heard Liz Gilbert, um, the writer talking recently, and she was saying that kind of the universal joke um, or the Lila, like the play of life is this um, consciousness, like waking up to itself over and over again. So kind of, I think along yeah. the lines of what you were saying that um, it's this idea that, like, oh, one, you see consciousness in somebody else and you recognize it as the same as you and you're like, oh, yes, there I am. Yes. Or the universe is like, oh, yes, there I am again. And it's like we fall into these trances of thinking we're these individual beings who are not connected to others. And then we wake up and we're like, oh, yeah, there I see myself in the other person, the other person in me. Um, and that's part of the dance of life. Yeah. Yeah. It's first you're 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 spot on. It's it's. Remember, it, it's not to confuse your thoughts or your, your concepts are the same. Those are different. Right, right. It's who's the person, who's the awareness, is a better, forget the word yeah. person, who's the awareness recognizing that your concept or self, your ego is different. That's the same. 
that is what the same is in everybody, in a dog, in us, in life, in everything, because that is the source of life. You want to call that consciousness, divine, spirit, God, like whatever you want to refer to it as, it's the same in all of us. That's what the same is. But it's so etheric, and, and most people don't even recognize that it's there to be able to even recognize it in somebody else. And that's why people struggle with it so much. And so in the, the first part of like, specifically in like, spiritual growth partnerships, like in your, in your, um, obviously this can be in business relationships. This can be in, in personal relationships. Um, it can be in anything. Like I know, um, I did a bonus episode. We were talking about 15 years of marriage in our relationship. And, you know, to, to paraphrase the, the 12 minutes that I, or 15 minutes that I did on that was, is the lessons that I've learned is, you know, we are all spiritual beings that have a mind of physical experience. I'm kind of what I want to describe there. And so therefore, we should enter in any relationship going through life, relaxing, releasing, and then using both of us as a way to work and involve ourselves. That's really what we're here. And that's what I believe there's a lot of people in your life that can help you that way. And they, and they may do different. They may be friends. They may be also people that are your like enemy. Mm. <laughs> like what if like, and again, this is, this is just a, a way you don't have to buy into this thought in any direction. But I used to, like sometimes when people were really challenging in my life, like they either sued you or they did something that, you know, was was completely, you know, just malicious in your life. What if that person, like before you even came, dropped down to earth, was like, look, sorry to do this to you, but like I got to go in there and wreck your shit up for a little bit because this is all part of the plan. Like this is all part of you learning how to deal with this. So I'll see you back here, right? Like type thing. Like I always... And the reason why I, I, I use that, it's like a positive affirmation because I just do it that way because it then gives me the, the space to see the problem differently so that I can then solve it, not deal with it, deal with it, whatever I need to do with it. But it gets the, the kind of the anger or the, the emotion that's preventing the suffering that you'll use. Um, it allows that suffering to kind of move away and therefore you can show up and, and handle the moment. So it's just a way of of kind of me using, it's almost like a positive affirmation if you want to use it that way because you use the kind of mind to think of a concept in that way. But, um, you know, I always kind of think of like if we're, if, we're, if we're only here for a moment and we're back out of here and some people, the worst people come in here and do crazy things to us, is it set up? I don't know, it's mm-hmm. not. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just in, in either way, to me, it just always made me a better person. So I've just always bought into mm-hmm. using that as a way to get outside of that anger. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy that the more you work on letting go of your ego, the more you can recognize, see, understand, have compassion in, um, toward other people. It's like the mm-hmm. less you have of you, the more you see of you, but it's yes. a different you. It's not the ego yes. you, it's the awareness you. And just kind of strikes me as like a paradox, you know, one of those. Um, well, it is a paradox, yeah. right? Because you let go of you, and then when you let go of you, it's not like you go anywhere. Else. And then you take the light that you've been shining on your ego, and you shine on other people. Mm. That's why people feel the less you're attached to your ego, people can feel that more. All right, I don't even say ego, it's just your self-concept, which is just about how, it's not even like, it doesn't have to be bravado ego, like, oh my God, look at the material things I had or the things that I've built. Like, that's a form of it, but it's literally like, even like maybe somebody who doesn't have any of that stuff, right? And and they're so caught up with being the best community member, mm-hmm. right? And that themselves is preventing them from sharing being the best community member itself because there's so much pressure on them to be a certain way because that's their identity. Yeah. Or the best volunteer, mm-hmm. right? Literally the best volunteer about, um, 
you know, about if, if as long as I can be the best volunteer, people will think that I'm this wonderful human being. And they're, they may be intently trying, but like, it's still like, it's still their ego telling them to go be more of a volunteer. Yeah. It's like, you can get so caught up and I've fallen into this trap for a long time, yes. but in trying to be good that you actually forget how to just be good because yes. it's like you're striving yes. toward proving yes it, you know yeah well and when you do that you you exactly you said you just you can't share who you are mm. like you can't share the light that's within you when it's all tied onto you mm. so again um i love this like what is a spiritual partnership right and i think the easiest way to con to think about this is is a place where you come and you work together to grow together whatever that means and i've given examples of this before of like in your personal relationships right like it's like I just, I don't know. I always use this one, but like sometimes when Sarah eats like a chip, I've used this example before. Like it, it's like, I've been reading a book and like, and our, it's finally quiet in our house. Like our mm -hmm. kids are out or they're at somebody's house for like two hours. And I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. Like I can read for a few minutes and not have to listen to audible, like sneaking off. And like Sarah's eating a chip and I'm like, wow, that's bothering me so bad. And it honestly has nothing to do with her. Right. And I just, I remember having to get up and being like, I need to leave because the way you're eating a chip is bothering me and I think I'm gonna like explode. And she just laughs because, but that's that's an example of how you use the relationship. Instead of letting it build up and, and then saying something that has nothing to do with the chip and then making it seem like you're just an asshole. Like that's what, yeah. I, that's what I used to do, right? It would be like, God, you have to eat so loud. Like, and you're yeah. saying it in such a way that just ruins the whole mood, right? Yeah. And like the energy of what it is. I'm the chip eater in our house. Are you? My yes. husband, like any little noise like that. He's a musician, so he's very like attuned, attuned to, to sound. Yeah. And um, but then I would have the reaction like, "What? I can't eat chips around exactly. here." Like you know. Yes. So it, on the opposite end, you can still bring obviously the egoic it's reaction both. in. Yeah, it's both for everybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it does. And once one person sets off an egoic reaction, the other person is most likely going to react from their ego. Right. Which is also part of the 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 dance in a personal or spiritual relationships is that if somebody else's ego tied, can you not be? Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part. That's the relax, the release. It doesn't mean that when you relax and release in that moment that your ego goes away. In my experience, the ego starts becoming more agitated when you're trying to relax and release and, and like your partner or in a business setting, because it doesn't have to be your personal relationships, in a spiritual business relationship, your relationship, somebody can be doing something and acting that way. And you just want to respond from that in the and you're just relaxing, releasing. It doesn't go away, by the way. It usually intensifies. Mm -hmm. So like, it, and again, in that with, with Sarah eating the chip, like I tried to relax and release the first like seven chips she ate and it was like, it wasn't. So at some point I also recognize that if I sit here long enough, I may say something that is not the highest way that I can perform. So therefore I'm gonna actually say it out loud to kind of get it out there in a way that's like, okay, you're not gonna hold me. It's almost like you're saying it in a way that like, you know, I understand the mind is saying this right now and you're, you're not going to get me to pay attention to you. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get me to bite or touch this energy right now. So I'm going to say it out loud and I'm going to, so people, so it's not there. And then I'm going to go outside and go for a walk. So you say out loud, like I cannot I say it out loud right because now. like, I think yeah. if you do, it's almost as if like, try this the next time you get into a fight with your, with your personal partner of being like in the middle of the fight, if you can just have this one little awareness, which will be tough to get to is being like can you give your partner a hug right now and can you tell him you love them mm -hmm. in the middle of the most heightened of how you feel right now can you do it and the answer is for 99 of people is no mm -hmm. it's not that you physically can't it's just that the ego is so strong in you yeah. that it's preventing you from actually saying those words 
but the funny thing is, is you know in five hours or six hours or an hour or wherever long that process goes, you come back and be like, man, I'm so sorry, I love you. Like, yeah. And what changed? Your ego stopped holding you down so much. I do feel like it's really helpful to hear somebody say too, like, I'm really struggling with my ego right now, so I'm going to take some space because I think there's a natural empathy that yes, there kicks in because you're like, oh, I can relate to that, yes. you know, and, yeah. and I appreciate you taking accountability and responsibility for that and not throwing it into this moment. Well, you know? it's your life. That's why you're here is to evolve. So that's the, that's the, all of the accountability you should bring into mm -hmm. all of this. And you're never going to do it perfect, right? We're not going to do it perfect. That's part of the human experience is being imperfect. But if you always, if you make a mistake, oh man, that just, it just happened again. Like I just, you just keep, you know, you just keep kind of working those things. Obviously if there's a situation that gets really, that's like dangerous or something on those lines, that's a whole, whole other story. You should remove yourself right. from the situation. But I'm talking like, again, eating chips or like not liking the way somebody cleaned the house or like didn't, you know, you didn't put your toothbrush the way it is. I mean, it's all these things, right? Like that are just like bothering, you know, that cause suffering that then can bring that energy into the household. Yeah, I think that's a really important point to make. And I think a question that comes up yeah. for a lot of people, does surrendering mean like you just let everything happen? And no, like, yeah, like there are certain situations yes. where the first thing you do is act. And is, just yes, out. remove yourself. Yeah, yeah, remove absolutely. yourself from the situation. Yeah, yeah it's not about um, surrendering like, oh, I'm supposed to surrender to, to this whatever it is. No, if there's a harmful physically or even emotionally situation that you need to remove yourself, you remove yourself. Yeah. And you just, that's it. That's as fast as you do it. I think Michael Singer has said like that your body, your being is a gift. And yes. so your first thing is to protect the gift yes. that you've been given. Yeah. Um, so in terms of spiritual partnerships, what about like in work and in friendships? I feel like those are two areas that maybe are a little bit harder to define or wrap your head around because it's not the same, you're not having the same like in-depth conversations that you would be with um, a partner or close family members. Or, and I mean, even, I mean, f friendships, like you can have close friendships, but there are like are all, it's like your whole community in some way, um, a spiritual partnership that you enter into or you just recognize that the people in your life are spiritual partners? Like, and what does that look like in business and friendships? Yeah. A lot of questions that people have is like, you know, what does Adam look like when he's like in with friends? Like, what are mm. you doing? Or what does that, what does that look like? And it's just very ordinary, by the way. Like mm. you just do you kind of the same way. And, and nobody wants anybody to like come in there. I mean, there's times we do this, but you just want to like every moment hang out with them being like, oh, you're not acting spiritual. Yeah. Or how can we get you to do this? You just, you don't do that. Like you just, you show up and you raise the moment up no matter what you're doing. So it may be engaging. And then there are many times when like people say stuff in a group that like, I just don't think is it's not the appropriate is not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like I just don't want to engage in that or mm -hmm. drama or anything like that. And you just don't engage. Like, it's mm -hmm. not like I, people ask that, like, do you stop? Do you walk away? I just don't respond. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, or I just, I just change the subject really quickly for whatever it is. Um, so we move on to a different situation. It's not like you need to be like the ego police, right? right. Because then people aren't going to want to do the work. I always find the, the clearer you can stay and then either change the subject or not respond, people naturally go, people know that by the way, people know whether you're doing that and, and people will see patterns and be like, oh, he doesn't really engage in gossip or drama. Or when I say something along those lines, I see you never respond or different stuff like that. And then they ask you about it and you go, yeah, it's just, it, and you just explain to them, it, it's just, to me it's X, right? Whatever it is. And it gives them the opportunity, I think then to go work more on themselves. And so I think you can use all of friendships that way, but they look very ordinary. Like you can, you know, you talk about football, you can talk about, you know, business, you can talk about spirituality. Like it's just, you just are interacting with the moment, enjoying what you're doing. 
I think in business, I think there's a way to link to the two together. Um, and I don't think we're great at it, but I think we do a good job of trying to communicate to all of the people that are in our organizations similar concepts that we talk about here, maybe not at the same level of depth, but I get an email back and somebody says, you know, I'm really bothered in a situation. I may say, well, the first thing you want to do is make sure that you relax and release, count three, two, one, or go for a walk. Little, again, you're using the opportunities and the moments to then give tips and tricks to people to go figure it out for themselves because leadership is about getting a new action for an individual that benefits them in the organization. So by, by, that's what leadership is, is actually getting people in action, a different action that benefits them in the organization for a better result. And so in situations like that, there's so many of those things that pop up that you can use business as a way of being like, okay, you're teaching them how to do that for their business, but you're also teaching them how to do that for their personal life, mm-hmm. right? And in any of those things. And a lot of my foreign ones that I, that specifically earlier in my life that I would do, I would, I would bring in a lot of personal and like deal with a lot of personal things with people because it also affects your business, right? And also business also can affect your personal. So you really try to work with people on getting that, that seat of self and give them the tools to be able to develop themselves or, and then again, coming down to just really spirituality, personal growth is about handling the situation because in business, there's going to be a lot of things that are heavy, a lot of things that are heavy. So that's why you want to pause, reflect, and then handle that. And you give people the tools to be able to do that. Essentially, which is one of the reasons why we wrote the 200% book, mm-hmm. right? Is that 200% life is a model for how you can, again, you can, you bring 100% outward and inward into whatever you're doing. It could be your friendships, it can be business, it can be your personal life, it can just be life. And it's a model for how you can approach everything and aim a little higher in your life. What do you think about like business partnerships where both people have said like, yes, we are in business together and we want to use this opportunity to work on ourselves. Like, is that something that you see? Do you, yeah. I don't see it very often. I mean, I yeah. think most people come into a business partnership and they go, you have some strength, I have some strength. It's also just more fun to have a partner, like mm-hmm. just to be able to go through the ups and downs of it, the success of it. It's like when an individual, like even like golfing, right? Like that's somewhat of an individual sport, mm-hmm. but as soon as they win, who do they go hug? They're catty. Yeah. So it's like everyone wants to succeed with somebody. They always have somebody right there. Mm-hmm. Michael Phelps would win the, you know, a 500 meter swim. It's pretty by himself doing it. He gets out and hugs his coach. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. actually, you know, even in Michaela Schifrin, if you know who Michaela Schifrin is, I'm big in the ski racing. She's the most decorative medal winner in all of skiing right now. Mm-hmm. And she grew up in Burke, you know, obviously right yeah. around the corner. And Mike Dace, her coach, and uh, a lot of people like Mike and, and Mike's now run and teaching my kids. And so it's like, um, you know, when she was winning, the first thing she would, she would honor her coach. Like they mm-hmm. honor, they, oh, cause they, cause they did, they did the work, but the, there's always, no one succeeds alone. So there's mm-hmm. always somebody right there helping them get through those different things and everyone wants to celebrate with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's mm-hmm. part of the, the, that kind of spiritual experience that people have, whatever it is that you're putting your attention to. Mm-hmm. But I just also at the end of the day, think that life in general, spirituality in general is a way to come into and life is always going to be your teacher. It's always going to be your guru. I, you know, it's like, if you think about like the personal, personal growth word, it's like some days I was sharing this with somebody earlier. It's like they had a tough day yesterday. I was like, yeah, sometimes there's a lot of growth. Right. And there's like, you they come home and like, wow, that was a growthful day. And like, I just need to go like lay down, right? Like it's such a growthful day that like, this is there, or you need to go growthful day. I need to go have a glass of wine. And you're just being real. Like you're just like, you know what? This edge is really strong right now. I need to go meditate. Or this edge is really strong right now. I need to go for a run. Or this edge is, I've come home before and like 
you know, it's like you feel like you're on that edge. You know what I'm talking about? It's mm-hmm. like as long as everything is good inside, like I'm going to be <laughs> fine. But then you come in and it's not fine. And so I walked in there and I, I find myself the first 45 seconds wanting to yell at somebody. Mm-hmm. So I always just in that moment just walk outside and I'm like, I can't bring this in there. And it's like you're never perfect at it, but like you just, you just be mature. Even though you just got home and everyone like wants you to help, like I'm not going to be any help if I'm yelling at anybody mm-hmm. or if I'm in the state. So like you grab your dog, you relax and you release, you sit there and maybe you just say, look, like I had a really growthful day. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of the language we can use. Word. They had a really growthful day. And was, I always find just saying that to my kids. Like, like the other, actually I'll tell you what happened was, was we had a four day weekend and there were some things going on in construction that were just difficult. And I, I was just like, I find myself so short with my kids and, and Ashley goes, geez, dad, you don't, you can just like, I forget what he said. Like, just like, I was just asking, you know, some of those lines. And I told him, I go, you know what? You're right. You were, I said, I had a lot of growth today and it was, it was a really challenging day. And so you're right. You don't deserve to get this part of me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what happened? Right. And then I started telling him a little bit about it and I didn't feel way better, but like, that's, kids again they go to the empathy thing he instantly changed his tune too he just without being with being a 10 year old he just recognized that the realness of the conversation he's like well what happened in a totally different voice and so that's the beauty about again using every you can do it with your kids you can do it with with business partnerships if you yell in a meeting same thing by the way if anybody ever yelled in a meeting or said something or an email and just they came up afterwards and say look like i was going through a lot i shouldn't like you can't do this every time, right? right but like, right. you know, we, I think people understand the boundaries, but if it happens and then people can take action, responsibility for action and then bring that into the moment, especially the faster you can do it, I think it's just as, is that, that is using the relationship as a spiritual practice. So it sounds like there's almost like kind of two ways you can have a spiritual partnership. You can have like a one that you've consciously almost a one way entered into. You've had the discussion like this relationship, the foundation of our relationship is that we are growing, you know, and that we see that as our like underlying connection or point of coming together. And then you can, uh, you can show up in every relationship, seeing it as a source of growth. So you can, you can have the conversation or you can just approach everything like that. And really, no matter what position you're in, it, that should be the foundation for how you're interacting with people. That's exactly right. Yeah. We can label them personal relationships, business relationships, friendships, acquaintances, but the reality is, is it's the same principle. Mm. It's the same model. And that's why when people ask, like, you know, um, you know, I do a lot of podcasts, people they say, well, you know, what is your why or what is your mission? And it's always, it's not a thing. It's always to raise the moment up so the moment is better off for having passed by me because it's something that can happen and be applied to anything at any time in your life, no matter what you're going through. So it's not like, it, again, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. This is, my, this is my own words and experiences, but it's not about like leaving a legacy or being kids. That may be something you do or something that happens, but if you just raise the moment up, I feel like you are leaving a legacy in each moment, which then you never know where that will spiral from. And, and honestly, the... The random person that you did that for may never know where that inspiration came from too. You just never know how the how the light clicks. You know, Steve Jobs said that better, right? He's like, you can never connect the dots looking backwards. Mm-hmm. You just gotta trust in the fact that the dots connect themselves. And that's kind of like you just if, if you raise the moment up, the dots are connecting. Meaning that you have the highest probability of connecting the highest dots that you could if you're raising the moment up. And that that's to me, if you're living that life in any relationship that you're doing, the best that you can do that you're doing, you, you, you can't live a higher life. 
And it doesn't, again, it doesn't mean you're gonna be perfect. It doesn't mean you're gonna hit it. It doesn't mean you're gonna be successful. It does not mean you're gonna be successful. It does not mean that you're gonna be perfect for two weeks, whatever it is. It just means that you're always doing your best in your intention. Yogananda used to be really big on this, right? The intention of will, right? Like what he used to talk about, I don't know if you've ever seen his writings. It's always about will, like using your will to, your intention is there. And I think that that just that holds true in this conversation, which is just your intention has to be from the start. Is I want to raise the moment up. Then you're going to get in the moment and not raise it up. But your intention was always to raise the moment because then it will always pull you back to that. How do I raise the moment up after I screwed it up? Right. Like, mm-hmm. so then how do I? So you just you keep no matter when you trip. It's like if your motivation is to continue to walk across the country, you may fall a few times or sleep a bunch, but you're still getting up and walking. There may be some delays along the way and that's the growthfulness that comes. So you just keep getting up and you keep with the same intention, which is I'm just gonna raise the next moment up. I know I just screwed the last moment up, but now I'm gonna raise the moment up again. And you probably didn't screw it up because it's probably something you needed to grow forth anyways. Right, well, kind of the example that you gave with Asher is like you had this moment of disconnect, but then it's the coming back that actually strengthens and builds the relationship. Yeah. And then whenever I get really caught uh, into something, again, I, I, I've shared this in the last couple episodes, but it's just something that's been there is just remind yourself for a second, the totality of the universe. Like mm-hmm. the fact that not just you are going to be gone, but like earth could move in a half a flare and be gone. And the universe itself won't even bat an eyelash, which is wild to think about right away. Yeah. yeah. It's not scary. It's not fearful. It's not what's the point of life. It's just, this is just a place you're here to grow for a very short period of time. And we hardly know anything. So just, just it should bring some lightness into your life to, to aim a little higher today, right? So if you can, whatever relationship you enter into, whatever conversation you're having, if you can just raise it a little bit more um, and have that intent going into it to be the highest intent that you can, you can't do that.